Hello and welcome to May I Have This Dance, a podcast from the Human Awareness Institute, or HI, among friends. We're here because we love having real, rich, juicy conversations with people. We strip down with the people we interview, figuratively and only sometimes literally, to the undercurrent of what it means to be human through the lens of love, intimacy, and sexuality. As an organization, HI is a place to explore and embrace our humanness. Obviously, a podcast can't replace our workshops, but we do hope that in these interviews you are able to catch a glimpse of who we are and what we do. Shall I get started with the interview? Let's do it! Hello and welcome to another episode of May I Have This Dance. Over her lifetime, Cindy noticed something. The partner she was sleeping with more and more were learning about sex from pornography. Of course, everybody knows that porn isn't real. But in a world where sex ed is deeply lacking, how do you find good examples of what sex is supposed to be like? She came up with a solution, fighting fire with fire. Or in her own words, fighting porn with knowing the difference between real world sexual experiences and pornography. In this interview, she explains how she's trying to make the world a better place by showing in video form how real people enjoy each other's bodies. It's a really fun interview and I'm psyched to share it with you. Let's go. I am joined here today with Cindy. Um, Cindy, would you mind telling me um, uh, your full name, your pronouns, and where you're calling from today? Sure. So I'm Cindy Gallup. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm calling from Manhattan in New York. Cindy, you've done so many wonderful things in your career, and I've uh, I've enjoyed seeing you uh, causing quite a ruckus in lots of different spaces, which I'm super there for. Um, what is the most important thing for you in your life? Oh, um, that's very easy to answer. The most important thing in my life is my startup, Make Love Not Porn. And that is my um, single-minded focus. So Make Love Not Porn, uh, I imagine that is then uh, a attempt at bringing some humanity to porn? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. In that case, what is it? Um, so Make Love Not Porn is pro-sex, pro-porn, pro-knowing the difference. So um, if porn is the Hollywood movie, Make Love Not Porn is the real-world documentary. And mm. um, I should explain that Make Love Not Porn is an accident because I never consciously and intentionally set out to do any of this. Um, we are the startup the world asked for. So the way it came about is um, I date younger men who tend to be men in their 20s. And about 12 or 13 years ago now, I began realizing through dating younger men that I was encountering what happens when two things converge. And I stress the dual convergence because most people think it's only one thing. I realized I was encountering what happens when today's total freedom of access to hardcore porn online meets our society's equally total reluctance to talk openly and honestly about sex. Mm -hmm. When those two dynamics converge, porn becomes sex education by default in not a good way. So I found myself encountering a number of sexual behavioral memes in bed. I went, whoa, I know where this behavior is coming from. I thought, gosh, if I'm experiencing this, other people must be as well. I didn't know that because 12, 13 years ago, nobody was talking about this. Nobody was writing about it. This was me in isolation as a naturally action-oriented person going, I want to do something about this. 
So 11 years ago, I put up on No Money, a tiny clunky website at makelovenotporn.com that in its original iteration was just words. The construct was porn world versus real world. Here's what happens in the porn world. Here's what really happens in the real world. Yeah. I had the opportunity to launch it at TED um, in 2009. I became the only TED speaker to say the words, come on my face on the TED stage, <laughs> six times as a session. The talk went viral as a result, and it drove this extraordinary global response to my tiny website that I had never anticipated. Thousands of people wrote to me from every country in the world, young and old, men and female, straight and gay, pouring their hearts out. And I realized I'd uncovered a huge global social issue. And so I then felt I had a personal responsibility to take Make Love Not Porn forwards in a way that would make it much more far-reaching, helpful and effective. And I also saw an opportunity to do what I believe in very strongly, which is that the future of business is doing good and making money simultaneously. Yes. I saw the opportunity for a big business solution to this huge untapped global need. And I use the word big advisedly because even then 11 years ago at concept stage, I knew if I wanted to counter the global impact of porn as default sex ed, I would have to come up with something that at least had the potential one day to be just as mass just as mainstream, and just as all-pervasive in our society as porn currently is. So giving myself a big task right from the get-go. And so what I decided to do was, um, I always emphasize make love not porn is not anti-porn because the issue isn't porn. The issue is that we don't talk about sex in the real world. If we did, um, people would be able to bring a real-world mindset when they view what is simply produced performative entertainment. And so our entire mission to Make Love Not Porn is one thing only, to help make it easier for everybody in the world to talk openly and honestly about sex. Yes. And so um, I basically decided, given this mission, to take every dynamic in social media and apply them to this one area no other social network platform will go in order to socialize sex. And to make real-world sex and talking about it socially acceptable and therefore ultimately just as socially shareable as anything else we share on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. So seven and a half years ago now, my tiny team and I launched MakeLoveNotPorn.tv, which is an entirely user-generated, crowdsourced video-sharing platform that celebrates real-world sex. So anyone from anywhere in the world can submit to us videos of themselves having real-world sex, but we're very clear what we mean by this. We are not porn. We are not amateur. We are building a whole new category on the internet that never before existed, social sex. So our competition isn't porn. It's Facebook and YouTube, or rather it would be if they allowed you to socially, sexually self-express, which is... Yeah, no kidding. And so social sex videos on Make Love Not Porn are not about performing for the camera. They're just about doing what you already do on every social platform. Capture what goes on in the real world, as it happens spontaneously, in all its funny, messy, glorious, comical, awkward, wonderful humanness. We curate to make sure of that. I designed Make Love Not Porn around human curation, very important. Our curators watch every single video submitted from beginning to end. We do not publish it unless it's real. And we have a revenue sharing business model. Our members pay to subscribe, rent and stream social sex videos. Half that income goes to our contributors, whom we call our Make Love Not Porn stars. 
So that's what make love not porn is. Thank you for thank you for um, for clarifying that. I think that's that's really helpful. I um, it always struck me that in particular in the U.S., you know, when you when you're watching television or you're watching movies, you know, you see people getting shot and murdered on a very regular basis, which is illegal, and you never ever ever see boobs. I, as far as I know, boobs aren't banned. Uh, and you certainly never see yep. sex. And if you do see sex, you don't see real sex. Yep. And I'm kind of glad that you um, are are taking a, a hold of that. But do you have any thoughts on how we ended up getting to this um, point? Oh, um, just total ridiculous prudishness and hypocrisy um, on the one hand. But on the other hand, um, basically because at the top of every industry in popular culture is a closed loop of white guys talking to white guys about other white guys. And as long as they have a stranglehold on what gets made in popular culture, everything that we see is is through the male lens, and that's not helping anybody. Yeah. And and by the way, um, the reason why what we're doing at Make Love Not Porn is so incredibly important in precisely the context you talk about is when I say that our mission is this very simple thing, to make it easier to talk about sex, um, because we don't do that currently, people don't get how massively profoundly societally transformative that would be. And and this is what I mean. I designed Make Love Not Porn around my own beliefs and philosophies, one of which is that everything in life starts with you and your values. So I regularly ask people this question, what are your sexual values? And nobody can ever answer me because we're not taught to think like that. Mm. Our parents bring us up to have good manners, a work ethic, sense of responsibility, accountability, Nobody ever brings us up to behave well in bed. Yes. But they should. Because in bed, values like empathy, sensitivity, generosity, kindness, honesty, respect are as important as those values are in every other area of our lives where we are actively taught to exercise them. And so this is my vision of what the world will be if I can get Make Love Not Porn funded to operate at global scale, as I want to, parents will bring their children up openly to have good sexual values and good sexual behavior, the same way that they currently bring them up to have good values and good behavior in every other area of life. We will therefore cease to bring up rapists because the only way that you end rape culture, and this really is the only way, is by inculcating in society an openly talked about, promoted, operated, and very importantly, aspired to gold standard of what constitutes good sexual values and good sexual behavior. When we do that, we also end Me Too. We end sexual harassment, sexual abuse, sexual violence, all areas where the perpetrators currently rely on the fact that we do not talk about sex to ensure their victims will never speak up, never go to authorities, never tell anybody. When we end that, we massively empower women and girls worldwide. When we do that, we create a far happier world for everybody, including men. And when we do that, we are one step closer to world peace. I talk about Make Love Not Porn as my attempt to bring about world peace, and I'm not joking. And so in that sense, what we are doing could not be more relevant in the era of Me Too. Because right now, quite rightly, everybody is talking about consent. Everybody is writing about consent. There are lots of thoughtful, nuanced, insightful think pieces about consent out there. Here's the problem. Nobody knows what consent actually looks like in bed. 
The only way you educate people as to what is great consensual communicative sex, good sexual values and good sexual behavior is by watching people actually having that kind of sex. And Make Love Not Porn is the only place on the internet you can do that. Every one of our videos is an object lesson in consent, communication, good sexual values and behavior. We are literally education through demonstration. That is perfect. And so how do the people who uh, participate in your videos learn that? Do they learn from each other or is there a a training aspect or or an educational aspect to this as well? Um, No, not not at all. Because all we are doing is um, we we are, as I said, what Facebook would be if Facebook allowed you to socially, sexually self-express. We are holding up um, the mirror to the way we all have sex in the real world. And so, um, again, because because of our enormous challenges raising funding, uh, my my biggest obstacle finding investors is the social dynamic I call fear of what other people think, which operates around sex, unlike any other area. Um, So our growth over the past seven and a half years has been entirely organic. Um, We have no money to promote ourselves, um, which is a huge shame because I guarantee you, uh, our growth is driven by media coverage and search. And the benefit of being a controversial venture is that we get ongoing media coverage all around the world without doing one single bit of media or PR outreach. And when we do, when we are covered in any country in the world, we get huge traffic spikes. So, uh, because everybody wants us, everybody gets it immediately. Everyone knows they need us. Everybody wants what we do. Um, you know, just this past Sunday, the Sunday Times in the UK ran a big piece about us. The UK is normally about ten percent of our traffic. It rocketed twenty five percent immediately. Wow! Yeah. Um, and by the way, to give you to give you some idea of how much people want what we do. Um, I was very entertained. My goddaughter, who lives in the UK, um, last night sent me a screenshot showing that Make Love Not Porn is trending on UK Pornhub. Oh, that's fantastic. And obviously they won't find us there. They won't find us there. But but think about the level of consumer interest it takes to trend on Pornhub. Okay? <laughs> and, and then even more amazingly, I woke up on Monday morning and overnight somebody had written about us in one of the biggest newspapers in South Korea. Overnight, South Korea rocketed to our number one traffic source and 54% of our traffic. So, um, so, so basically, the people who find us find us and, and, and love what we're doing and contribute videos accordingly. And here's the interesting thing. So we're a social experiment. You know, we're putting this platform out there. We don't dictate what real world sex is. You, the world, you, our community show us. So we are learning all the time ourselves. And, you know, our Make Love Not Porn stars tell us that socially sharing their real-world sex has been as transformative for them and their relationships as socially sharing everything else has been for the world at large. Mm. So we are all-inclusive, you know, fully diverse. We have a bunch of solo videos from, you know, um, solo Make Love Not Porn stars, men, women, um, non-binary, trans, um, who have filmed themselves masturbating and shared it on Make Love Not Porn. And by the way, the vast majority of our Make Love Not Porn stars have never filmed themselves doing anything sexual before ever. They're doing it for us because they believe in our social mission. So our solo Make Love Not Porn stars, who have filmed themselves for the first time in this incredibly intimate act, shared it on Make Love Not Porn to be watched by complete strangers. They tell us that doing that made them love themselves more. It enhanced their sexual sense of self, their sexual self-esteem. Couples tell us it transformed their relationship. Because when you decide to film yourselves having sex, you have to talk about it. 
And when you talk about it, it doesn't matter how long you've been together, the conversation goes places it's never, ever gone before. Couples write to us and say, we thought we were open. Doing this just took our relationship to a whole new level. Kind of a Schrodinger's cat thing, as soon as it's observed, it changes kind of thing. Well, 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 well no, it's more... Um, Social media has been transformative for all of us. Yeah. You know, the ability to share, you know, joyful moments on Facebook, you know, to, to connect with friends in that way has been transformative. Um, Make Love Not Porn enables you to socially share the one area of universal human experience no other social network platform will let you. And when you do, the benefits are, you know, equally massive. And And, you know, and in that sense, by the way, we are, um, again, when I can find the funding I need to really you know, operate at scale and make this work, we are a really fascinating source of data because I designed Make Love Not Porn to be the Kinsey of today. Real world, real time, real life human sexual behavior captured and aggregated in a way that nobody else is doing in an area that is notoriously research and data free because for all the reasons that we battle on a daily basis, nobody is funding the common score of sex. And, and also in that area of research and data where there is the widest possible gap between what people say and what people actually do. And we are all about what people do. Yeah, I think this uh, ties really nicely to what we're trying to do at High as well, about having open conversations about sexuality and stuff. And in a lot of the workshops, it's actually really... Uh, freeing to be able to have conversations with relative strangers about your sexual uh, hang-ups and wants and desires and that kind of stuff. And I can easily see how um, your site is an evolution of that, uh, or even a precursor in, in some cases. And I'm really glad that, that what you're doing is exists and uh, that you're out there doing this. Oh, oh thank you. Because yeah, now, to what you just said, I can tell you, you know, after 11 years of working on Make Love Not Porn, Everybody in the world is dying to talk about sex. And, you know, half the problem is the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment that society has imbued sex with. You know, I, I see every day in, in the emails that people write to us, in the comments and the discussions I have, the sheer human misery and suffering that has been caused by the shame and guilt that we've imbued this universal yeah. and entirely natural human experience with. I, I totally get that. So you um, specifically uh, position both in the name and in the mission, this against porn. I was wondering if you could dig a little bit deeper into what you think the problems are with porn and, and um, how, how not porn is different from porn. Um, sure. Um, so, um, so, well, actually let, let me take the last funny question first. It is, it is entirely indicative of how fucked up our society is about this whole area. That people go, people are so narrow-minded, they go, oh, people having sex on video must be porn. Right. They, they're completely incapable of conceiving of anything else. So um, <clears throat> we are, um, I didn't set this up against porn. We are a counterpoint and a complement to porn. As I said earlier, if porn is the Hollywood movie, we're the real world documentary. And we are utterly unique in that respect. Because the reason amateur is the biggest growth sector in porn has nothing to do with porn. It has everything to do with the fact that everybody wants to know what everyone else is really doing in bed and nobody does. Until now, when for the first time I make love not porn, we are showing people how the real world has real world sex. 
And so, you know, um, again, our tagline is pro-sex, pro-porn, pro-knowing the difference. Yeah. It is not porn's task to educate. Porn is manufactured, produced, performative entertainment. Many things are laid at porn store that should be laid at societies. Make Love Not Porn exists to remedy the huge gap in society. We are the only venture in the world that is basically enabling um, a window into the way we all have sex in the real world. And we're doing that just by using all the mechanics and the dynamics of social media, as I said, in this one area that no other um, social platform will allow. And so I I want to give you one example of um, how transformative that is, because um, I can tell you that, you know, in the seven and a half years that Make Love Not Porn.TV has been operating, um, we have proven that we have the unique power to do something extraordinary, which is to change people's sexual attitudes and behavior. So th- this is an email that we received from a man a few months ago. And, and one of the things I love about this email is I designed Make Love Not Porn to be a mass market mainstream brand. We are for everybody. And this email, as you will hear, is from a man who is a blue collar worker, um, who is absolutely who we want to get to. So um, the email was headed, this has helped. And the man writes, he starts saying, so usually when people give feedback, they say, I don't normally do this. This is true for me to write an actual email. And I apologize if I may be long. I found out about your website via a story on playboy.com. I've been an avid reader of Playboy for almost 15 years now. I'm 35 years old and a very single straight male working at a factory in a very small town in um, Redacted, um, but it's Midwest America. As I've gotten older, the one thing I've felt that I've been missing is some type of connection when viewing porn. My habits have always been go to Pornhub, search a video, boom, done. That changed when I was watching one of the videos on here. I don't think I've ever seen something that I was so taken aback by. It was intimate. It was two people you saw an actual connection with. It made me question my own viewing habits right now, which is a good thing I feel in terms of growth. I also feel the need to speak about the need for males like myself to talk about how they feel. I feel like for the first time, I want to confront my own issues with sex and my own sexual health, which in all honesty is not good at all. Dating has been non-existent for years mainly due to me being so busy for most of my life with working three jobs to survive that I never really got a chance like I do now to try to understand why. All of this came about with your website. I'm very grateful to kind of start a new journey here, to try to understand myself more. I want to thank you guys for this. I feel like this has kind of been a nice wake-up call. Thanks again. Mm. That is just one of the many emails we get every day, which um, I have to tell you, demonstrate A, how effectively Make Love Not Porn does everything I designed it to do, and B, how effectively it does many things I never designed it to do. So we hear from survivors of rape, sexual assault, sexual abuse. We hear from female and male survivors who tell us that Make Love Not Porn helped them reclaim their bodies, to reclaim their sexuality and feel good about sex again after what happened to them. I never envisaged that as a use case for this. We hear from um, cancer survivors, um, you know, who tell us the same thing. You are making me feel able to be sexual again. Um, sex therapists recommend us. 
Um, we have, you know, we hear from couples who say you saved our marriage, you saved our relationship. We have a make love, not porn baby. Um, one couple wrote to us and said, we've been trying for a kid for ages, just got back from the doctor, the scan proved what we suspected. Our child was conceived the night we watched this particular video on make love, not porn. Oh my God, that is the best story. They said, they said we're not, we're not, we could have done it without you, but you really helped. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That is yeah. so good. So what brought you to this um, emotionally? Because I, I sense that you have a really dr a deep drive towards making this change in the world. And I sense that there is something that, that uh, uh, brought you to that. What? What was it in your life that made you uh, pick this as your mission? Um, oh, um, nothing at all. This was absolutely not to do with my life. As I said, this was an accident. You know, I, I just had this idea as a little side venture, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And the revelation was what I mentioned earlier, which is, you know, post my TED talk, all the people who wrote to me from all around the world, they poured their hearts out on email. They told me things about their sex lives and their porn watching habits they've never told anybody before. Um, <clears throat> I remember one man writing to me at the time. He wrote a really long email. And then he said at the end of it, it is an, an indictment of, of how our society is around sex. That I'm writing all of this, you know, um, for the first time in 38 years to a woman I've never met just because she's the only person I've ever heard speak openly and mm. honestly about this. And, you know, I tell you, you know, I was just speechless in the face of all of those emails um, arriving day after day after day. And that was the point at which I just went, oh, my God, I now have a personal responsibility. You know, um, as the saying goes, the path appears, you know, that the path appeared. Um, I've con People have continued to write to me every single day for the past 11 years. Um, I see the impact Make Love Not Porn is having in the world. And by the way, it's been a battle every single one of those days for 11 years. Yeah. Um, every piece of business infrastructure, any other tech startup just gets to take for granted. We can't. The small print always says no adult content. And that is all pervasive across every single area of the business in ways that people outside the sphere don't realize. So you mean hosting, you mean video uh, delivery, you mean payment platforms, you mean everything? Uh, yeah, I can't get funded. I can't get banked. It took me four years to find one bank here in America that would allow me to open a business bank account for Make Love Not Porn. Mm -hmm. Our biggest operational challenge is payments. Yep. PayPal won't work with adult content. Stripe can't. Mainstream credit card processors won't. To your point, every single tech service we need to use, hosting, encoding, encrypting, the terms of service always say no adult content. In every single case, I have to go to the people at the top of the company, explain what I'm doing, beg to be allowed to use their service, Sometimes they let me, sometimes they don't. It's a very labor-intensive process. Yeah. We had to build our entire original video sharing, video streaming platform from scratch, ourselves as proprietary technology, because existing streaming services will not stream adult content. Even something as simple as finding an email partner, MailChimp, won't work with adult content. We were rejected by six or seven, so we found Sendgrid who would. Mm -hmm. um, year before last, we needed a UX designer. We wrote a completely standard UX designer job description, put it on Upwork. 20 minutes later, they took it down, told us we were not allowed to advertise jobs on Upwork because we are Make Love Not Porn. I mean, honestly, every single goddamn thing is a battle. The biggest thing we have to celebrate at Make Love Not Porn is that we're still here. Yeah. In a world where 
70% of all startups fail within the first five years. That gives you some idea of how much the world wants us, that we've kept going. Well, the funny thing is that is my world. I am a, I'm a massive startup nerd and I, I, all of this resonates extremely strongly with me in a world where, you know, most, as you say, most startups don't have to think about this and I can today go and buy myself a gun and that is perfectly fine, but you can't find somebody to process your payments. That's obscene. Yep. No, and, and also, by the way, um, there is um, a truly appalling gender double standard going on here because one of the other things we can't do is advertise. Facebook and other social platforms will not accept any sex-related advertising from me and my fellow female sex tech founders. However, when you are Roman or Hims, yep. white male founder tech platforms that deliver erectile dysfunction solutions, therefore, have each raised in excess of $130 million from white male VCs. When you give that much, a chunk of that change to Facebook, that's why you will see ads for erectile dysfunction all over Facebook, all over the subway here in New York, when the MTA would not allow Make Love Not Porn to advertise um, on the subway and on posters. It's disgusting. If you could wave a magic wand and you could make an amount of uh, money appear in your bank account, what are you currently trying to uh, raise in order to get to where you need to be? Um, sure. So um, I'm looking to, um, we've raised just under $3 million to date in seed funding. I'm looking to raise a Series A of $10 million. Yeah. Um, and and I am extremely um, pleased about the fact that the pandemic is proof of concept <laughs> because the pandemic is our time and make love not porn. Um, everybody um, is staying home around the world at the moment in lockdown. Um, the world is more in need of love, intimacy and human connection than ever before. The pandemic has totally proven the future is not digital. The future is what we are all desperate for on the other side of this, which is human touch, love, connection in the real world. People have plenty of time um, on their hands at home to come make love, not porn stars. Our submission flow has doubled since the lockdown. Mm. And, and I'm especially pleased, by the way, um, about the fact that, you know, I conceived our revenue sharing business model 11 years ago to democratize access to income. And when we launched Make Love Not Porn, um, I wrote a blog post about our business model, which was headed, how Make Love Not Porn can help the global economy. <laughs> yeah. And I began it by saying, you know, all those little spam ads that pop up on the internet all the time going, make $2,000 a week working from home. Well, now you can. And, and <laughs> yep. but basically, we want to reach the kind of scale at which one day your Make Love Not Porn video gets a million rentals at $5 per rental. We give you half that income. Now, without funding, we're a very long way away from that. But I am delighted that, you know, in lockdown, in the pandemic, we are already hearing from Make Love Not Porn stars who, like everyone else, um, have lost their jobs can't find work, and are telling us that our monthly payouts, which were bonus income, um, is now income that is actually supporting them mm. while they look yeah. for work or are unemployed. And that is just phenomenal. You know, at a time when so many have been negatively financially impacted, you know, our revenue sharing business model is very, very welcome. So we have um, a whole bunch of people uh, listening to this podcast who are sex positive, who are exploratory, who are fun and exciting human beings. What would you advise somebody who wants to uh, be part of? Um, do, um, do you mean part of in terms of members make love not porn? Yeah, I guess whether that means submitting videos or watching or uh, participating in some way. What is like, what is your, uh, 
uh, your golden nuggets of advice. Yeah, um, sure. Well, well <clears throat> a couple of things. I mean, first of all, um, you know, as members, sign up, subscribe, do support us. Um, we exist, um, as I said earlier, to socialize sex and make it easier to talk about. And so we are a fantastic um, prompt for a dialogue with any partner. In fact, one couple said to us that, you know, the great thing about watching Make Love Not Porn is it normalizes conversations about sex. So you feel as comfortable as if you're talking about what you just watched on Netflix, you know, or on TV. Um, that that's how natural and normal it feels to then be able to talk, you know. So, so we aren't just something we watch. We are a communications vehicle. Um, we obviously um, are a terrific inspiration for everyone's um, sex life, not least because we are the real-world window on anything you might have wanted to try and so far haven't. You know, because our Make Love Not Porn stars are absolutely experimenting <clears throat> all the time as people do. Uh, but this is the real world version. So, so we will have videos where, you know, a couple might have decided that they want to role play. So they will be role playing. And then, you know, what you will see on Make Love Not Porn is halfway through, one of them goes to the other, you know, this isn't really working for me. Mm. The other one goes, yeah, you're right. Let's just fuck. <laughs> And, and yeah. it's very reassuring, you know, obviously, um, to, um, to see that you can totally do that. Um, obviously, um, our, our emails are very communicative. Um, and we see that in our new commenting feature all the time. And people are just, they, they love being able to see and have role modeled how you talk to each other all the way through sex. Um, equally, we're also reassuring because we celebrate real world everything. Real world bodies, real world hair real-world penis size, real-world breast size. You know, you can talk body positivity all you like. You can preach self-love. Nothing makes you feel great about your own body, like watching people who are nobody's idea of aspirational body types getting turned on by each other, yeah. desiring each other, having a bloody amazing time in bed. Our mantra is everybody is beautiful when you're having real-world sex, and they, and they really are. So, um, so that's terrific. Um, so, so by all means, you know, join because I think, you know, your listeners will really thoroughly enjoy the experience. And then for people who are interested in becoming Make Love Not Porn stars, um, and, and I, want to, I want to contextualize this in the broader landscape of tech. The young white male founders of the giant tech platforms that dominate our lives today are not the primary targets online and offline of harassment, abuse, sexual assault, violence, rape, revenge porn. Therefore, they do not and they did not proactively design for it. Mm. Those of us who are most at risk every single day, women, black people, people of color, LGBTQ, the disabled, we design safe spaces and safe experiences. I and my team spent literally years concepting and designing Make Love Not Porn before we ever built it, because we knew that if we were going to invite people to do something they've never done before, socially share their real world sex, we had to think through every possible ramification of that to create a completely safe and trustworthy space. As a result, at Make Love Not Porn, we operate unlike anybody else in the adult sphere, and quite frankly, unlike anybody else on the internet, period. So first of all, it is not possible to complete our submissions process unless your video is fully consensual, legal. We require two forms of visual ID for every participant, including if you've chosen to have somebody else behind the camera. Even, even if you never see who they are, we have to know exactly who they are, two forms of visual ID. It is not possible to even complete submitting, let alone ever have published anything not consensual and legal. 
Then when you submit your video, we do something nobody else does, human curation. Our curators watch every single video submitted from beginning to end. We can vouch for every single piece of content on our site. And by the way, we do that just to make sure it is real, you know, but but that enables us to see everything that goes on in every video. Then when we accept your video, we again do something nobody else does. We begin a personal relationship with every single Make Love Not Porn star. You know, we will communicate with you using your chosen means. You know, if if you want, um, if you prefer email, WhatsApp, Skype, text, phone, you know, we'll use that channel. We will answer any questions, handhold, you know, reassure. But we have a personal relationship with every one of our contributors. Um, If you're at all worried about your employer, college, it's fine to be anonymous. You can wear masks, faces and shadow out of frame. Um, We have a how-to video, um, um, we have a whole how-to section on our blog of, you know, tips and tricks to help with filming, including a post called How to Shoot a Banging Real World Sex Video Without Ever Showing Your Face. Uh, I like the word banging in that. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, your video is only viewable on our platform by our members, only by those members who have actually paid to rent it. And the reason we operate a rent and stream model, not a download and own, is because our commitment to you is the moment anything changes, your relationship, your life, your circumstances, even just your mind, you tell us, we'll take your videos down, they're gone forever, they're nowhere else on the internet. Um, you, we might publish a video, um, your video one day, you can change your mind overnight, we will take it down the next morning. Nobody else does that. That is really powerful. And then we're... And, and then we're also doing something which, again, I'd love to raise funding to do this more. But, you know, um, we are building our community offline as well as online. And so we have held a series of drinks gatherings where we invite our Make Love Not Porn stars to come and meet us and each other. And those are wonderful community building events. One day, Make Love Not Porn star conventions like YouTuber conventions. That's amazing. I love that. So I have a I have a question, actually. Um, have you submitted a video yourself to the site? And if so, did you learn something from that? Um, so um, we absolutely had this conversation um, to, uh, within the team before we launched, because we went, as entrepreneurs, you know, we should be using our own platform. Now, um, there were differing views within the team, some keener than others. But what we all agreed collectively as a team was... Unfortunately, as I said earlier, we fight a battle every single day to build this business. It would not help any of us to be on our own platform. It's already bad enough that we work on this platform. You know, we have too many barriers in front of us. And so this um, it was a business decision. But if things change further down the road, who knows? Okay, that makes sense. Awesome. Cindy, it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Um, so obviously people can find out more uh, about Make Love Not Porn on makelovenotporn.com. Uh, is there anything else they can do to find out more about you and what you do? Or is that the main uh, thrust? Um, um, sure. Um, so um, do follow me um, on Twitter. Um, I'm at Cindy Gallup and at Make Love Not Porn. On Instagram, at Cindy Gallup, at Make Love Not Porn. Um, on Facebook, I'm Cindy.Gallup. And you can find me and follow me on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, um, the talks and interviews I've given are, you know, um, all over the net. So you can um, YouTube video and Google video search my talks. And, you know, um, I would absolutely love everyone listening to, you know, come and join us at Make Love Not Porn. Consider becoming a Make Love Not Porn star. Awesome. That's a good pitch. There's one uh, There's one question I really love ending these interviews on, which is, um, what is the one song you can't not dance to? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, there are so many, but, but actually, um, 
uh, um, I will um, go go back to a bit of a nostalgia fest. Um, um, to, um, I think partly because I was playing this and dancing around my apartment to it um, the other day, and that is um, Sunday Girl by Blondie. Oh, such a good tune. Hey, Cindy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I've really enjoyed having this conversation. Thanks for having me. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Human Awareness Institute and to learn more about our workshops, please visit our website at hi.org. That's H-A-I dot org. This show was produced by my wonderful co-host, Kate Gillespie. And it was edited and co-produced by my equally delightful co-host, Haya Camps. Our introduction music is called Dance With Me, and it is performed and produced by our wonderful high workshop participant, Gypsy Jack Van Bree. It was a pleasure to have you with us. See you soon. Ciao.